Amen. Praise the Lord. And I don't have anything to give this morning. <laughs> Praise God. And let me tell you why. My, my offering was upstairs and I came downstairs without it and I was not about to climb back up those stairs again. We have 16 stairs and it's hard getting up and down those stairs. You know, um, you may not you can't understand something like this until you have to do it yourself. When you do it yourself, then you will totally understand. But being on that scooter, it's no picnic. Being on crutches, it's no picnic. Walking up and down 16 flights of stairs several times a day, it's no picnic. Trying to do just daily activities that you normally do, it's no fun. But you do it anyhow. And God blesses you to get it done. I can do what God says I can do. We'll let this body get in our way. We'll let our mind tell us we can't do something. All the while, God is telling us, you can do it, praise God. There is victory inside of you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But I'll put my offering in when I get home. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. There's some of you sometimes, and, and I, this is... And it's so awesome, people who have a heart to give. I have come here and there's been offerings through the mail slot. Yeah. Amen. And some of you have done that and you, you know who you are, praise God. I don't, I don't got to point you out. There's some of you who have stopped by, praise God, and said, Pastor, I just want to be a blessing to the church. I have a special offering. Yeah. And you've, you've met with me, gave me that special offering, and totally kind of uh, just been a surprise to me no surprise to God That's right. amen because God knows your heart already sure praise the Lord but when you want to be a blessing you will be a blessing yes. yep. amen praise the Lord anybody getting a blessing already this morning Hallelujah. amen praise God I want to be a blessing I do. I want to be a blessing and praise God. Some of you keep on coming back. Sister Helen has been with us for so many years now since we began. Sister Helen has been there. Praise the Lord. And that is awesome. And she just keeps on coming back. And now look at her faithfulness. There is a row of her family seated beside her. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Little Adam, you know, he, he's so funny to me to watch him. And this morning, he's coming down the uh, outer, outside aisle there towards the piano. And I never know what to expect from him. And he's looking at me with those tender eyes and everything. And he reaches up with his arms out. And he comes and gives me a hug. And he says, I love you, Grandpa Pastor. <laughs> That's all he wanted, praise God. But those kind of things are a blessing, aren't they? Yes. The things that we have to look forward to, the endless possibilities. My God, how did I word it here? The boundless, the endless possibilities, the boundless opportunities. The victory that is inside of us. When Jesus said, to how to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, praise God. And he put all of that inside of us. He put his kingdom inside of us because he put himself inside of us. Yeah. 
You got the Holy Spirit this morning. Go ahead and clap your hands and praise the Lord. Praise God. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, mighty God, as we prepare to receive what has been prepared for us. You give so freely, my God. In your word, O oh God, is worth so much. We cannot even begin to measure, to measure the, the absolute treasure that your word is. But we say thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for this message. I'm so busy. Show us, O oh God, what we should truly be busy about. Yes. We thank you for these and all blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> it's truly a blessing to have Sister Lois and Sister Nicole on the line this morning. And Sister Lois has been a blessing to this church over the years for in so many different ways. And she is a true prayer warrior. And I know there's some other prayer warriors in here as well. And truly, there's a war going on. And we have to be about praying on a daily basis. Amen. And we thank you for your prayers because you be praying for us and we don't even know it. Praise God. <clears throat> We're going to start in our, the word this morning in Nehemiah chapter one. Nehemiah chapter one. I'm so busy is the title of the message. And we're going to begin in Nehemiah chapter one in verse four. Old Testament. Nehemiah chapter one. And many of you are familiar with uh, the story of Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the wall. I'm not going to read the whole story. I'm only going to read down to verse 11. Praise God. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept thy commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, if ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants 
who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Praise God. What an awesome prayer that uh, Nehemiah prayed before the Lord. Once it got back to him, the condition of the wall, and Nehemiah, he just wept about the, the wall and how it was in disrepair. But it, he, it was laid upon his heart to go and fix the wall. But he didn't get busy about fixing that wall until he did what? He fasted and he prayed. He fasted and, and he prayed. Fasting is one of the hardest things for people to do. Give up some food. It is. And then when they put their mind to do it, it seems like temptation is always in the way. Somebody's cooking a grand old meal. Somebody's having a party. Somebody's bringing you food. You didn't even ask for it. But something's always trying to get in your way of fasting. Because the flesh wars against the spirit. The flesh doesn't want to fast. The flesh wants to eat any old thing it wants to eat. And are some of the things that we eat bad for us? And I love dessert. I, I, I really like sugar. Licorice is my friend, so it thinks it is anyway. And then I get to eating it and eating it, Sister Charlene, and I know it's bad for me because it's just filled up with sugar. Sugar's not good for you. Praise God. But there are other things that are good for us, aren't they? And those are the things we don't like so much. Prayer is good for us, isn't it? You know what? But how many of us really do it? Are committed to it? How many of us even think about the Lord throughout the day? Or is our day just filled with so many other things that keep us so busy? I'm so busy. I want to share with you a story about uh, some busy men. And they were working on a construction site, these busy men. And on a construction site, there's all kind of stacks of steel that were there, all kind of building materials for them to build this uh, building. It was a huge construction site. All kind of trucks were there because they have to haul the material back and forth. All kind of different equipment, tractors, forklifts, all kind of things are there. You can picture it. You, everybody, every one of us who lives in this area here just saw the new building going up there on Pennsylvania Avenue. I believe that's going to be the new uh, transportation uh, building. And we saw it for so many months, there was nothing. Absolutely, but you saw all the trucks and all the materials there and there was nothing. And then you start seeing all the guys, all the different crews, all the ladies that worked on the crews and everything. They came there and they started working, but still no building. And this is what was happening on this new construction site. But they were busy about this. Praise God and forgive me. Sister Phyllis is back with us this morning. Praise the Lord. You were hiding behind this ring here and, and it's right in my face. And then there's Lee there too. And he was a little bit hard to 
understand that that's Lee because he's changed a bit. These kids grow up so fast, praise God. But welcome back. So glad that y'all are back with us as well. And um, Sister Pamela, you have one of your grandchildren with us this morning. Which one is that? Josiah. Josiah, praise God. And we can't wait for Jeremiah to come visit us too and stay. Not just for a short visit, but stay. Praise God. We got to grow this church. And I tell you what, we got uh, enough people in our own families to grow this church. This church would be packed out if all of our family members started showing up. We'd probably have to build another floor. <laughs> build a balcony in here. Praise God. Or have more services. Praise the Lord. We can do it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> That's the kind of busy we need to be. Praise God. So here are all these crews for all these weeks. And somebody finally notice, notices this building isn't going up. Something's got to be wrong. We've been busy doing all this work and we see no building. Something is wrong. And so they had some meetings and they discovered that a set of plans for the building to rise, and this was the important set of plans, for the rising of the buildings were missing. And so they went on a search to find these plans. When they found the plans, now they were able to put that information to use and then the building began to rise, praise God. Let me tell you what this story is really all about. Amen. We busy ourselves in life, right? And so many things that we are busy about, they are not really helping our lives to move forward and fulfill the purpose that God has called us to. But we will be so busy in life and feel so unfulfilled and we will constantly be encumbered with problems of all sorts and those problems will get the best of our minds as well and then we will begin to wonder why am I not succeeding why am I not prospering in the uh, scripture oh praise God it's a little bit hard this morning <laughs> praise God before we get into Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 that's where we're going to go next but I want to give you this observation as well Who's ever been in a library before? Amen. Who likes going to the library? And libraries are really, really cool. And I remember when we were kids, you know, the Ousterhout Library on Franklin Street here, it, it, was, it was like larger than life when you would go in there. And you would just be looking around amazed at all of these books. And there was a downstairs and an upstairs and all kind of aisleways of books. And it was just fascinating to be inside the library. And I can remember thinking as a little kid, when I grow up, I want my own library. I want that library to be filled with books. And then I would see, as I was growing up, different uh, movies and different pictures of people having these beautiful houses and libraries in them and ladders that rolled down the side of the library bookcase and everything. And I'm like, that's what I want. 
I want to be filled with this kind of knowledge. Praise. I didn't just want it to, to, to just look at it. Praise God. But this is the observation. When you see a man or a woman in the library, he or she may be ignorant and thirsting for knowledge. But the library, when you put it inside that man or that woman, then he or she can put to use the knowledge that was in the library. Praise God. But until the library is inside of the person, they can't put that knowledge to use. Until the Holy Spirit is inside of someone, you cannot put the knowledge of the word to use. Praise God. You gotta get this Holy Spirit. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit of God, you will not be motivated to learn his word, to study his word, to get the knowledge of his word, and then put that knowledge to use. Can we praise the Lord this morning? Praise God. But we got to stop being so busy. Mm -hmm, I'm so busy. The enemy has specialized at making us think that we're so busy. Many of us have experienced this maybe in our own family, and I apologize if this offends anyone. It's not intended to be that way. Many of us may have known a friend that met with this demise along his journey in life. But a man suspended in the air may be dead. But the air inside of a man brings him to life. Amen. The air inside of a man will bring him to life. I believe God is breathing the breath of life on somebody here this morning. Praise God, I believe he is breathing that life, hallelujah, that everlasting eternal life on somebody here this morning, praise God. You. <clears throat> you know, man may be in God. <laughs> These are just some of the things that were coming to me as I was preparing this message. And all throughout the week when I'm uh, getting these things, I write them down. And recently, my wife and I, I dropped my phone. When was it? Last week? Last Saturday. And it broke. Android, I had it for eight years, six years. Six years we had. And there was nothing wrong with it until I dropped it, Marcus. But when I dropped it, it broke the screen. And when it broke the screen, it wouldn't turn back on so I could use it anymore. The light would come on. And there was just a half screen that showed, but I couldn't use the phone at all. So we had to get new phones. In the process of getting those new phones, all the information that I had on those phones were gone. I don't have some of y'all contact information. They were able to save some of the contacts, but uh, some of you, I look for you, I don't have y'all. So if y'all don't receive anything from me in a while, send me a text. <laughs> you know, so that I can get your number back in my phone. But, you know, in, in saying that, and losing that information that was in the phone. There, is, there are many things that we will lose along life's journey. 
And sometimes it's good that we do. Sometimes it is a blessing. Anybody want to lose the old man? Amen. Amen. Want to get rid of him once and for all? Them old ways, those old thoughts that kind of creep back in and, and, and they just try to destroy us. Anybody have some thoughts sometimes and they just wrap you right back into the past, it seems. And it's like, where'd that come from? You weren't thinking about, and then some of those thoughts are hard to get rid of. You try thinking about something else and it comes right back. Is anybody with me this morning? Anybody been there? Amen. Praise God. And it's like you, but then if you steadfastly think on God's word and God's presence, and this is what really works for me. I just say, God, I know that you are present right now because you always are. And when I just say those words, and I ain't got to say them out loud, those thoughts, they leave. They leave. And I might have to say them over in my mind a few times, but those thoughts leave. And I begin to think about the omnipresence of God. Praise the Lord. And that sets me free, praise God. Because who the Lord sets free is free indeed, praise God. But the enemy will try to get you captive again. Praise God. Praise God. So man may be in God, but if the door of the soul is closed, if the door of your soul is closed, God is not in the man. Amen. See, all of us are in the uh, palm of God's hands. All of us. He's got the whole world in his hands. That is the truth. So man may be in God, but if the door of man's soul is closed, God is not in the man. Amen. His word says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's standing at your door and he's knocking to get entry into your eternal soul. He wants to come in and sup with you. He wants to come in and commune with you. He wants to come in and remain with you. He wants to come in and abide in you. Amen. Peter stood at the door. Peter was... He's in jail. They had prayed for him. And he's, he got loosed from jail through their prayers. Praise God. God loosed him. And he came and he knocked on the door where they were praying. And he continued to knock on the door where they were praying. And finally, he got entry. I believe God is standing, Jesus is standing at the door of somebody's heart here this morning, somebody online this morning, and he's knocking at your door because he wants entry. Yes. But I'm so Amen. busy. I'm so busy. You know, if, if Peter hadn't opened, if they hadn't opened the door to Peter, they would not have known that their prayer had been answered. Let that one sit with you for a minute. 
the things that we desire. Praise God. And Jesus standing at the door, knocking, so he can get entry into your soul. Praise God. The things that you truly desire are knocking at your door. They desired that Peter would be released from prison. And he stood knocking at the door. But had they not opened the door, they would not have known their prayer was answered. If you don't open the door to your heart to Jesus, you will not have your desire met. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. There's a heaven and there's an earth, right? We live on earth. Heaven lives inside of us if we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heaven is invisible and the earth is visible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love is invisible until it is manifested. But love begins on the inside, doesn't it? And then it manifests itself to the outside. Heaven is invisible, but the earth is visible. Love is invisible until manifested, and then you see the results of love. What's inside will come outside. What is inside will come outside. So if you've got Jesus on the inside, he's working on your outside. <laughs> Praise God. But you've got to have him on the inside. I hope and pray somebody is getting thirsty, somebody is getting hungry for the Holy Spirit this morning. <laughs> Praise God, because there is just too much infinite power that is available to us, endless opportunity that is available to us, boundless possibility, and victory. Praise God. Anybody want victory this morning? Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. There's a quote It says, and this quote, I love it. Brother Terry and I had a conversation. This conversation was on July 2nd, praise God. And Brother Terry didn't know what a blessing he was to me during that conversation. But I wrote down a quote from that he stated, praise God. And this was the quote. He said, Pastor Adam, your purpose doesn't stop until you die. But it changes as time goes by. And then he went on to say, and having fulfilled your purpose, it lives on in others that have benefited from your fulfilling your God-given purpose. I just dressed it up a little bit at the end there. But can I repeat that one more time? And I give Brother Terry total credit for this quote. I have his name, Brother Terry McGahee, 7 2023. Praise God. Your purpose doesn't stop until you die, but it changes as time goes by. And having fulfilled your purpose, it lives on in others that have benefited from your fulfilling your God-given purpose. I thought, how awesome is that? What wisdom is that? Our purpose does change throughout our life, doesn't it? And then we got to be willing 
to change with that purpose. Because if we stay the same, we won't be interested in fulfilling that purpose. Amen. If I want to stay in my little old tiny bubble, just my four and no more. <laughs> but my purpose changes to include others. But I stay in my bubble, my four and no more. I will miss out on fulfilling my purpose. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Terry. So we have a purpose to fulfill and our purpose does change. Praise God. So while we're singing, our purpose is to sing. If I'm preaching, your purpose is to listen. <laughs> Praise God. If we're having a conversation, praise God, don't always be the one doing the talking. Do some listening along the way. When you are in a conversation, let it be a two-sided conversation. Praise God. Sometimes people think, oh, it was so good to talk to Sister Lisa. Um, Put it on her now. But all throughout that conversation, all she did was listen. Ain't never got a chance to say anything. All she did was listen. And sometimes that's good, you know, if someone needs to listen. But see, when someone is just listening to you, there is no room for them to either give you some correction along the way, if you so need it, some advice. But I'm so busy talking. And when you're so busy talking, you're not busy listening. Amen. Praise God. And I believe God wants you to do some listening. Amen. Amen. God wants you to do some reading of his word. Yeah. But I'm so busy. God wants you to do some praying about it. Amen. Yeah. Now let me share with you Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm going to read verses 14 through 16. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. I'll be so glad when I can put full weight on this leg. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hebrews 4 and verse 14 said, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Praise God. Anybody want to profess in here this morning they got a purpose? Amen. Let us hold fast to it then. Let us hold fast to that profession and that purpose. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Aren't you so glad for that this morning? I mean, Jesus, he knows what we're going through. He knows our resistance to him. But isn't he so awesome in his omnipresence? He's right there with us anyhow. But was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. And in verse 16 it says... Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I shared this scripture on the uh, prayer call on Tuesday, praise the Lord. 
Let us therefore come boldly. Woo! Glory for the boldly. Hallelujah. Who's in the boldly this morning? Raise your hands, brother, boldly. Raise your hands, sister, boldly. <laughs> Let us, praise, therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. And there's a reason why we come boldly. So we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I ask you, is there ever a time when we are not in need of Jesus? Praise God so boldly, sister boldly, brother boldly. Praise God, let us come unto his throne of grace and let us obtain the mercy and the help that we need. Praise God, he is only so gracious to give it to us. Our God is a giver. Amen. And when God is in the giving, can we just raise our hands and be in the receiving? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Just like a funnel. Lord, pour it all in. Praise God. Amen. You know, um, there, there's a website, I think it's called Clickbanks or something like that, or funnels, something like that. And, and now with technology, they think that they've created this funnel thing. I'm telling you, those who are in Christ have been raising their hands like a funnel since, since they got saved. <laughs> Just receiving from God and letting him pour in all of that goodness, praise God. And we've just been funneling it all in, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But what we're funneling in, we got to learn how to give it out. Amen. What we are funneling in, we got to learn how to give it out. Our high priest Jesus does not have his arms folded. He's not, he's not sitting like this waiting for us to approach him. I mean, when someone folds their arms, does that look like they're approachable? It looks like they're guard, on guard, and looking at you like you better not come up here. <laughs> right? I mean, when in a conversation, when somebody folds their arms, it looks like they shutting down. Yeah. You still, <laughs> you still talking to them, but meanwhile they have. Elvis has less, left the building. Just notice body language when you're talking to somebody. See how guarded they get sometimes in what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> they be guarding their heart. They wrap their hands up. Okay, heart, don't you receive that. On guard. But see, that's not our Lord and Savior. He does not do that. He is not sitting there when we come unto him like this. But his arms are stretched out wide, welcoming us in. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. And I'm so glad that he is. Jesus is not mad at us and wanting us to beg him for what he's already done and given. We ain't got to beg him for it. I mean, y'all have had some good parents. Some of y'all, hopefully most of y'all, if not all of y'all. Or at least one good parent. Can somebody say amen? <laughs> I mean, did you have to beg them? I need some food. I'm so hungry. Please give me some food. Mom, mom, please make some food. 
No, a good mother has got that food ready. She's got it planned out, mapped out. Dad's out off to work making the money to buy the food, praise God. This is when I, you know, grew up. This is the kind of uh, lifestyle that most people lived. Today, mom and dad's both out making the money, bringing it home to work. I don't see anything wrong with that, actually. Praise God. You know, women want uh, their rights, and they deserve the pay that men get for doing the same kind of jobs that a man does. And if a woman could do the work, just the same. If a man can do a woman's work, great. But I don't see him ever having a baby. <laughs> Praise God. But, um, praise the Lord. I don't know. I don't even think I was supposed to say that this morning. I don't see that anywhere in my notes. Praise God. It must be in between the lines. <laughs> praise God. <clears throat> Jesus has already done and given us so much so many blessings praise God we don't have to beg him <laughs> I'm so glad and you know what maybe I've taught it in the past about begging and pleading and beseeching God and that was wrong you ain't got to beg him He's standing there with his arms open. He already made everything and provided everything that we needed right from the foundation of the world. He's a giver. He wants us to have everything that we need to accomplish the things that he has set forth for our purpose. And we got a tremendous purpose, praise God. We really and truly do. I'm going to share that with you in just a little bit. Jesus He's such a giver. He gave himself. He was actually beaten, bloody. He died and he rose from the dead. For who? Yes. Personalize it. Somebody say, for me. Amen. For me. Be glad and clap your hands. Hallelujah. He did it for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't need to beg him for what he's already done. <laughs> what he's already done, I ain't got to beg him for it. Praise God. His arms are outstretched, inviting us, welcoming us, and desiring us to start living and demonstrating his word. Living and demonstrating his word. His word. God is love. His word is him. We need to start living and demonstrating him. Yeah. And see, because God is love, his word is love. See, that's invisible, isn't it? Ain't nobody ever seen God. And if God is love, ain't no man ever really seen love until it gets manifested. Until it gets manifested. Amen. And then like the earth, it's visible. Heaven is invisible. The earth is visible. Love is invisible. Love manifested is visible. Praise God. Peace 
is invisible, but manifested peace, we can see it, can't we? <laughs> we can experience it, can't we? Anybody ever hear the boom, boom, bass going by? Boom, 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 bass. The house next door, boom, boom, boom. It, it's, it, <laughs> it disturbs your peace, doesn't it? It really and truly does. And if any of you are uh, in violation, if you do that, please stop. <laughs> please stop, because even Christian music can be an annoyance if, if somebody else don't want to hear it and you got it way loud. <laughs> Just stop. Stop destroying other people's peace. Your peace should not then destroy someone else's peace. Your love should not destroy someone else's love. Does God's love destroy anybody's love? No. Does God's peace disturb anybody else's peace? No. Does God's joy disturb anybody else's joy? Praise God. So, this is a story of a young man and this story is about how you can own yourself. There was a young man, and this was during the days of uh, castles and knights and princesses and kings and queens. And this nobleman was driving by and he sees this young man on the side of the road. And the, he says to the young man, well, what are you doing there? And he says, I'm just sitting here. I don't really have much to do. And the nobleman says, well, what is it that you do? And he says, well, I'm a swordsman, and I am an expert swordsman. And so the nobleman said, I'm going to invite you to come to my castle and teach my army swordsmanship. And the young man thought, this is a great opportunity. And so he accepted it. And so many days went by, and he was teaching, and everybody was benefiting from his skills and his talents. But... Over the weeks, he became to become very dissatisfied in what it was he was doing and how he was living. And everything was there for him to enjoy. But he was still not fulfilled. And the nobleman came by and he saw that his countenance was changed. And in the story of Nehemiah, the king saw that Nehemiah's countenance had changed too. And he asked Nehemiah what was wrong with him. And Nehemiah shared with him what was wrong with him. And how it had been laid upon his heart to go and rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. Praise God. And Nehemiah got the king to even finance it. It's pretty awesome. But this young man in the story, when the nobleman asked him that, he says, Truly you have kept your word and you've given me everything that you said that you would give and everything that you have is at my disposal, but I have nothing of my own. Everything belongs to you. Because the nobleman had told him if he ever decided to leave, he could take nothing with him. How demeaning is that really? 
And I want to share this thought with you. You think about that and how many of you have maybe worked years for a company. They provide you health care while you're there. The moment they either decide you're no longer needed, your health care doesn't go with you. If they decide that they no longer need you or don't want you as an employee or they're downsizing, you might get a little bit of severance and then you may not. All the intellectual property that you may have um, completed while you were there, it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to them. Everything that you do in this world, when you go, you got to leave it here. It does not go with you. But I'm so busy. <laughs> I'm, the work will keep you busy. It surely will. Keep you so busy you can't even come to church. Keep you so busy that you can't find time to pray. Keep you so busy you can't find time to read the word. But I'm so busy. You will never fulfill what God has given you as a purpose to fulfill. Oh, my Lord. So I had to evaluate myself, Sister Pamela, as I prepared this message, right? And so this was what I came to, sister wife. I need to pray this way. Father, please forgive me for my unbelief. Forgive me for not doing what your word says. Because your word says that we're supposed to in turn with me in Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. We don't get it right from the word. This is what God's word says in relation to the prayer. Father, please forgive me for my unbelief, for me. Forgive me for not doing what your word says. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 7 it says, And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in verse 8 it says, Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Is that an awesome purpose? Amen. <laughs> That's a tremendous purpose, isn't it? Do we ever think that we really have the power, the ability to heal the sick? Leprosy is not a disease today that needs our cleansing, but there's other diseases that do, isn't there? Do we, do we ever feel that we have the power to do that? And see, this is what... <clears throat> I want to ask you this question. If your shadow... If you had, I mean, everybody's got a shadow, right? You cast a shadow at different times, depending upon the light, the circumstances. If your shadow healed the sick, 
it touched. If the sick were healed on a regular basis here or by you, how many think we would see a revival? Let us give the Lord some praise. Let us give the Lord some praise. Truly. Truly. You know, this is the word. And you know, we said it in the beginning. I agree with the word. I agree who God says I, I am, and I agree that uh, with his word, I can do what his word says I can do. Does his word say that I can do these things? So if we start truly believing these things, and see, we have so many affirmations. Who listens to affirmations throughout their day, throughout their week? Okay, see, we need to affirm the word of God in our lives. And see, this was our commission. This is our purpose, Brother Terry. This is our purpose right here. Anybody want to heal the sick? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Praise yeah. God. We got to want it. Jesus is knocking at our heart's door, wanting to come in so he can perform these things through us. Praise God. But I'm so busy. Busy. I'm so busy. Don't get so busy about praying, too, that you don't do what God has called you to do. Don't get so busy about just reading his word instead of demonstrating his word. We'll busy ourselves about some of the wrong things. And we just call ourselves busy. Praise God. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the... If... <laughs> Praise God. And Sister Kathy, I apologize. Praise God, I know you just put your sister to rest. But if we, any of us, had the ability or, or used the word as God says, raising the dead... You think there'd be a revival? Yes. We want to see revival. We need to start living and demonstrating God's word. Amen. And stop being so busy. So busy. Casting out devils. You know, in Jesus' day and before Jesus came on the scene, many people were uh, demon-possessed. Many. <laughs> Showed up. Showed up. I totally agree. Totally agree. There's still, and see, um, sometimes... The demons come to church. <laughs> Sometimes the demons come to church. Praise God. And you know what? Uh, we can, any of us can bring them. <laughs> any of us can bring them. Praise God. And, and uh, truth be told, there wouldn't be some people in church if they didn't come with some demons sometimes. But we have the power. 
If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you got the power to cast out demons. To cast them devils out, praise God. And we need to start living and demonstrating his word. Somebody needs to say and affirm this on a daily basis. I can cast out devils in Jesus' name. All right. Freely ye have received. Funnel. <laughs> freely ye have received. Now freely give. There's got to be an output for that funnel too. See, I often teach that before something happens on the outside, it must first take place on the inside. For example, the fruit of the Spirit. Love begins inside and is then manifested outside. Praise God. And so with these verses of Scripture... We need to believe that it happens on the inside first. The ability to heal the sick happens on the inside first. It happens on the inside before it's manifested on the outside. Cleansing disease happens on the inside. It's got a, you got to get into the mind of Christ to do it. You can't do it in your own mind. That's why you need to be filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Try the spirits by the spirit. If it ain't holy, it ain't the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> There's an invitation to revival. Here's the invitation to a revival. I am revived. Say it. I am revived. I am seeing others revived. I am seeing the deaf now here. I am seeing the blind can now see. I am seeing diseases healed. I am seeing demons cast out. I am seeing the dead raised. I am seeing people born again. I am seeing people baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is revival. Praise God. Hallelujah. If anybody wants that in a sentence, in a text message, I'll be glad to send it to you. These are some of the affirmations that we need to begin telling ourselves all throughout the day. Because we are going to meet these things in fulfilling our purpose. Praise God. Let me conclude the message this morning. As in the busyness of men's story... I've discovered this about myself. I need to stop thinking that social activity is constructive creativity. Because they were all busy about doing things, but nothing was happening. The, the building being constructed and rising was the purpose, and it wasn't happening. See, if we are so busy about doing so many other things, how will we ever see, see the he sick healed, demons cast out, the deaf, hear the deaf hearing, the blind seeing, if we are so busy about so many other things? But I'm so busy. So I need to stop thinking this way, and then I can rejoice. And substitute. Have we been rejoicing throughout the message this morning? Amen. Praise God. As these different things have been revealed, praise God. We, we just can rejoice in that. It's like a, a freedom you, you feel, praise God. 
as, God, as Jesus feels our infirmities, praise, he also replaces those infirmities with the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. When we agree with his word, we begin to rejoice in his presence, praise God. And that rejoicing substitutes our being busy. And then we are filled with purpose and being about my father's business. This is one thing I learned in this message, too. You know, I like to say the word stop. Just like that, when I'm going about my day and something happens and I just yell out, stop, I startled my wife. I need to stop asking God to do things. And I need to do things like the prodigal son. In Luke chapter 15 and verse 19, praise God. See, because we can get so busy about asking God to do it instead of us doing it. And he's waiting for us to do it. Because he's given us everything that we need to do it. And if we can do it, God's not going to do it for us. Praise God. He's given us dominion. He's given us authority. We need to take the dominion. We need to take the authority. And we need to do the things that God has called us to do and given us everything. To do it freely, he's given. We saw it in the word. So in Luke chapter 15 and verse 19, it says this. And this is about the prodigal son. The one who left, spent all of his inheritance, came back now. And this is what he says to his father upon return. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And I love the words that he said there, make me, make me. And his heart was humbled to the point where he just wanted to be a servant. He wasn't even thinking or expecting to be restored to being a son. But before he left, it was like, give me my inheritance. When he came back, it was, make me one of thy hired servants. When we are being made by the Lord, we get to be shaped, molded, praise God. And he wanted to be shaped and molded into a servant. And this this is how we need to be. We need to stop asking God to do it. And we need to do the servant's work. We need to do the servant's work. Stop asking God to do the servant's work. Because he's looking for us to do the servant's work. Make me, make me into a servant. He was no longer saying, give me, but now make me. He had that servant heart. Praise God. And let me share with you, this is not a one-time thing. It's not, we, we can't do this once and think it's done. Amen. Because if we truly want to see revival, praise God, and revival is available. Amen. Because again, if, as y'all agree, If we begin to do these things that the word says we can do, 
and that he commissioned us to do and gave us all the resources to do them. See, I believe the church has fallen asleep on what it is that we should be doing. And we're busying ourselves in doing so many other things than what it is that God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. Is that the only clap I can? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm going to conclude this morning with a prayer. Amen. But I do invite you to reach out to me. And if you want the, uh, that line, that one line, Praise God. Got one. <laughs> so we can just begin to just get revived and stay revived by the word of God. What it is we're supposed to be doing. Because we don't do this just in the confines of a church building either. Our mission field is out there. Amen. We start doing these things out there. They're going to say, what church you go to? Amen. And you're going to get ready. You're going to be able to lead them right here. And we will see a tremendous revival. For so long, we may have thought, you know, there's, there's no um, revival that's going to come. But I tell you, if the church begins to be the church, the church begins to do the things that the church does. If the church, if you get out there in the boldness Hallelujah, Sister Boldly, Brother Boldly, y'all still with me? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. You know, and just begin to pray. People are open to prayer. If you tell somebody you're going to pray for them, they want that prayer. But let us get even more bold. Let us now take that opportunity and lay hands on them right there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let us do it. Praise God. How many of you um, make appointments in, in your uh, workday? You have appointments that you have to schedule or um, you have meetings that you have to attend? Praise God. Can you imagine just starting a schedule? I'm going to meet with this person, this sick person. I'm going to meet with this, this one to cast out a devil. <laughs> Devil casting out 3 p.m. <laughs> but you get busy about your father's business. I'm telling you, there is endless opportunity, praise God. If we would just begin to open our spiritual eyes and stop being so busy with what the world is trying to encumber us with. Thank you, Jesus. Can we pray? Let us stand and pray together this morning. Praise God. God laid this prayer on my heart this morning. And so I'm just going to ask you all to just pray along with me. Praise the Lord. Lord, thank you for changing my desire. Thank you for changing my desire. Changing my desire to be what you desire. Thank you for molding, shaping, and making me to be the vessel of honor that represents your love and power. Because I am called to be what your word says I am. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. 
I surrender it all to you in prayer and fellowship. And Lord, I open the door which you have been knocking on for so long. I allow you to come in, Jesus, and transform my life. By your presence and through your word. Having done this in obedience to your word, I now command healings and miracles to manifest in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. That concludes the message for this morning. But any of you, any of you that is desiring to renew your relationship with the Lord, praise God. You don't know the Lord like you want to know the Lord. Praise God. Anybody desiring to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? Praise God. I invite you to come if you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. Anybody? If you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you come. Praise God. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, you don't, you don't have the power to do what the message said that you should do. What you have been born to do. So praise God, all of y'all got the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If y'all all got the Holy Spirit. When y'all go out there this week, I want y'all to go ahead and do what the word told y'all to do. And then bring them back to church with you next week. Praise God. Praise God. And we will see a tremendous revival as we continue to do that. This is not a one-time thing. Not a one-time thing. Praise God. Let those that are filled with the Holy Spirit give a hand clap of praise unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And as I look around, I see many that were clapping their hands. So that means you're filled with the Holy Spirit. I ain't ever going to tell you that you're not. Praise God. But if you got the Holy Spirit, we need to begin to live and demonstrate that Holy Spirit. Amen. And see, we all are more transparent than what we think we are. If we got the Holy Spirit, it will manifest its works. <laughs> it will manifest its works. So praise God. As you're looking at me, I'm looking at you. <laughs> praise the Lord. God bless you, Sister Charlene. Would you come and dismiss us this morning? God for all of us today being here thanking him for the word I'm so busy let us be busy about his work 
not be busy bodies meddling into somebody else's business unless you can help them. As the pastor said, if you got the Holy Ghost, you should be able to lay hands and pray for them as the word tells us. Go out and pray for those that's sick. You can pray and talk them into, come on, join the, I always say, Team Jesus. Come on with me and go to my father's house. So, Father God, we thank you on this morning for the word, for the pastor, the one that brought forth that. And I always say that food because I need food for my soul. We all need food for our soul. And if we don't receive it, something is wrong. You've got to receive it deep in, and I tell you, it is always good for me. And again, it's food that you can enjoy and you don't have to worry about putting on weight. So, God, I thank you today for each and every one that's here representing their loved ones or just here for themselves, but somebody is standing in the gap for their loved one, and they should always want to encourage that loved one. Let that loved one see that they're busy about God's work, and that loved one then can see a difference. If they don't see a difference in you, how do they want to follow you? How can you tell them about God and being busy about God's work and not busy about the world's work? Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you, and as we go today, we go with you in our hearts you're not left in this church we thank you lord that we live with you in us each and every day seven days a week not just on sundays we need to always make sure that we are loving and being we know the fourth of july just passed some days ago but be dependent on god all day long each and every day all week so we say thank you father god cover us with your blood keeping us if we plead the blood of jesus over all of our lives today over our dwelling places going ins and goings out for his word tell us that our goings out shall be blessed and lord asking him to open the doors that's open for us to leave the ones that's closed closed for these and all blessings if we're to see tomorrow be blessed thy will not our will but if god is to let us see yet another brand new day for no two days are alike we say thank you father god and let us be living for you in yes. jesus name we pray amen yes. and amen again